0: Saint Marriage is a ministry of inquiry for today and is hosted by Beth and Mark Tinsley. Okay. Weekly episodes present now, marriage-related topics we using hear a combination of radio so broadcast and audio, okay. audio okay. podcast. So, uh, Beth and Mark realize that they are an imperfect I'll couple tell you to in, an imperfect marriage, in an imperfect marriage in an imperfect world. However, they firmly believe so you, that you they serve say, a perfect I'll God and they want to share with them. you some of the life lessons and wisdom that He has shown them. If you'd like to learn more about ThinkMe, Go to www.inquiryfortoday.com forward slash think marriage. That's www.inquiry, the number four, today.com forward slash think marriage. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, hello, everyone. Podcast dedicated to helping couples grow in their love for, grace toward, and patience with one another. Again, I'm Mark Tinsley and I'm joined by my co-host and wife, Beth Tinsley.
1: Hello, everybody. Good to be back with you this week. And um just excited to talk about the next section of our Think Marriage Acronym.
0: And on today's episode, we're continuing to think and talk about the N in our Think Marriage, Think Acronym, which stands for Nurture Life. And today we're going to talk about the idea of self sacrifice. Uh, sacrificial service is key to the Christian belief system. We know in our consciences that there is something noble and honorable about sacrificing for others, putting the needs of others before our own. And in marriage, this becomes so very key. However, we don't often do a good job of giving of ourselves to our spouses. So, today, We're going to talk about the whys and the hows of sacrificial service to our spouses. Now, as a reminder, uh, Think Marriage is a call-in radio show, so we want to hear from you. So if you have questions, comments, or just want to say hello, give us a call. The call-in number is 917-889-3042. You can give us a call right now, and we'll take calls uh, later in the show. And so let's, uh, let's get things going today, uh, and if we're going to start off right, we probably need to start off by describing what sacrificial service or self-sacrifice is, and so I'm going to gonna, gonna try to give you a little definition of that here. I think as we've said already, it's giving of yourself second and giving to others, and in this case, your spouse, first. And in, in that case, it's an outwardly focused thing, you know, uh, self-sacrifice, uh, sacrificial service is something where we're looking at others, not at ourselves and our own needs, but the needs of others. We look for external need, opportunity to meet that need or those needs. And in doing so, uh, self-sacrifice, sacrificial service challenges our, uh, our selfishness and challenges this egocentrism That's so popular in our culture right now. And so when we talk about self-sacrifice, again, it's outwardly focused, looking for needs in other people, reaching out to meet those needs, even if it burdens us a little bit, even if it causes us to have to sacrifice in some way. We're meeting the needs of other people. I also want to note that self-sacrifice and sacrificial service follows the example of Jesus Christ. You know, one of my favorite passages of scripture is Mark chapter 10, verse 45. And it says there that Christ came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So even in Jesus, you know, God incarnate came to this world. Uh, He didn't come here to be served, to be treated like a king to be to be treated like uh someone special he came to live like we live to have the burdens that we have to share in our humanity so that he could live out life perfectly and then go to the cross as the sacrificial lamb and so uh Jesus came to be and if Jesus came not to be served but to serve then shouldn't we do the same
1: right i think we you know we tend to think so highly of ourselves and and put ourselves on a pedestal so many times and, and get so offended if, uh, if our needs aren't being met or, uh, but yeah, when you, when you stop and you think about Christ coming and uh, laying down all of his um, royalty, all of his, um, just the rights that he had as the creator of this universe and as God and came to serve people. I mean, it just puts everything in a different perspective.
0: It absolutely does. And then I think about passages like Ephesians 5 and verse 2. And walk in love, it says, as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So, again, this idea of Christ giving of himself, self-sacrifice, doing that which was harmful to himself and others so he could help other people.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it, it is such a um, an act of love when you serve other people. It shows, it demonstrates in a very real way your love for Christ and then your love for other people and his love flowing through you towards other people. So self-sacrifice is just, it's such a, 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 uh, just a powerful way to show our love for Christ in very real ways to other people.
0: And then just to kind of round this out, looking at Philippians, chapter 2, verses 6 through 8, says there, uh, Paul writes, uh, Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing. Taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death. On the cross, and so this idea of servanthood and serving the needs of other people, this idea of giving himself even unto death in service to other people, and I mean that's really when we talk about selfless service and self-sacrifice, I mean it can go to that point. This this ultra sacrifice, this giving of self even to the point where you don't consider your own health, your own welfare, your own well-being. So, um, so, so we look at. At Self-sacrifice, sacrificial service, it follows the example of Christ. And finally, it submits to the admonitions of Scripture. As believers, we are called to be sacrificial servants. Listen to Romans 12, verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So right here, uh, Paul is saying that we're not just sacrifice. It's not just about living a sacrificial life. And and like Christ, you know, Christ went to the cross. He died in order to sacrifice himself for us. But our sacrifice isn't necessarily and always going to be martyrdom or going to to the cross and being being killed in service to God and others. But we are living sacrifices. Our lives are become the sacrifice the things we do for other people that's our sacrifice the the uh the going without that we do is our sacrifice
1: Yes, I, I'll always love that verse of um, t- where it talks about being a living sacrifice because it's, it just uh, has a connotation of a continual. It's a continual, constant, consistent thing that we do with our lives. It's not something that we do every once in a while or when we're feeling exceptionally generous. It's a daily uh, way of living and thinking about life and about people, just a continual living sacrifice that we offer every day to the Lord.
0: John chapter 15, verse 13, greater love, than has no, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. I mean, when we talk about sacrifice, we're laying down our lives for other people. If we're calling people friends and colleagues, we're calling people uh, those that we're reaching out to in evangelism, we have to lay down our lives. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean unto death, but we've got to lay down our own wants, needs, and desires and look at those. In other people. And then 1 Peter 2 and verse 5, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And so we look there and we think, uh, obviously, the imagery of the tabernacle or temple is being used here uh, in the priesthood. But what's being said here by Peter is that We're not just dead stones in the wall of life. We're living stones. We're here to do the work that God has called us to do. And we are then in turn being built up as his spiritual house, the church. And we're a holy priesthood. And what do priests do? They reach out to people. They help people. They help the widows. they, They guide people and direct people. And so we're a holy priesthood, the priesthood of all believers, we believe. And so we're here to offer then spiritual sacrifices. We're here to sacrifice in, in life and sacrifice our needs, wants, and desires. And, and in doing so, that makes us acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And so, as you can see, that's a long kind of definition of self-sacrifice. But self-sacrifice, again, is outwardly focused. It's external, uh, looking for external need and meeting those needs. It's, it's, it's pushing down selfishness and egocentrism and rising up this desire that's in each one of us to do for our fellow man, to reach out in love, grace, and mercy. And in doing so, we become more like Christ. And in doing so, we fulfill the admonitions of scripture. So you say, okay, that's a great definition. But what things distract us from being sacrificial servants, right? I mean, there's a lot that distracts us. And I think, you know, maybe primary or first and foremost, we could say greed You know, we want for ourselves. I'm kind of, I can be greedy with my time. I can be greedy with my money. I can be greedy with the energy that I expend in a day to do work. But whatever, any type of greed is going to hold me back from being sacrificial. It's going to hold me back from being a servant and looking for those external needs and meeting those needs in whatever way. So greed is something that can distract us. Uh, Self-centeredness which, you know, can be a part of greed, but self-centeredness, looking just at me inwardly. What do I need? What do I desire? What makes me feel good? What makes me feel bad? And then making decisions solely on those things. Well, that's self-centeredness. That's egocentrism. And that's going to hold me back from being a sacrificial servant.
1: And I think we're, you know, we're constantly bombarded with this um, all the time from our culture, our culture. Uh, Is just bombarding us with this idea of we to encourage us to be self-centered. It might call it that it might not say outwardly but it is very much we are surrounded by uh this self-centered culture you know what do you want what's going to make you feel good what is going to make you happy this day so uh, the tv shows that we watch the the things that are on billboards the advertisements it just encourages this self-centeredness so it really takes us being intentional about um not allowing that to form who we are and to be countercultural and, uh, you know, push those those images of self-centeredness away and focus on our spouse.
0: Absolutely. And going along with that, um, another thing that can hold us back from being sacrificial servants is pride. Uh, sometimes we don't step out and do the things of God because we don't want to be embarrassed or we don't want to be associated. Maybe, let's face it, some people don't want to be associated with their church or faith. They don't want people to see them as that Christian or that evangelist. And so they kind of hold back in life uh, or pride in the sense that you don't want to reach out to a certain group of people because, you know, you don't like them or you have something against them. Um, All these things can, can keep us from being sacrificial servants.
1: And also pride, you know, I think where, um, you know, maybe we, it's constantly battling our flesh, you know, our flesh is constantly seeking to pull us in towards ourselves and to stand up for our own rights. And so a lot of times in a marriage, I think, especially if you feel like you've been hurt by your spouse, um, or your spouse is not being self-sacrificial towards you, then then that pride that's within us is going to rise up and say, I don't want to do something self-sacrificial for them. They've hurt me in this way or that way, and, or they're not, being self-sacrificial to me so that that pride is something we always have to be aware of and submit and, and repent of and confess to the Lord and ask him to not let that stop us from loving and serving our spouse the way that Christ has called us to.
0: Absolutely. And on, along those same lines, a lack of compassion. Um, you know, sometimes we can lose our compassion for certain people, including our spouse. And if we lose our lack of compassion, our care, our love for someone, um, then we're not going to be motivated to be sacrificial towards that person. So, um, lack of compassion is another thing.
1: Yeah. And this happened, you that lack of compassion comes a lot when we let the hurt and the bitterness that we felt build up and we don't deal with it and we don't resolve those issues with our spouse. So it builds up and it builds up. And then we get to the point where we're like, Oh, I don't care if I'm hurting them or I don't care if I'm serving them or not. So we need to deal with those issues and resolve those things as they come up so that we can keep our hearts tender and compassionate towards our spouses.
0: What about ignorance of the needs around us? I mean, let's face it, some people are just kind of oblivious to what's going on in the world around them. And in the lives of our family, we, become, we can become so enthralled and, and engrossed, rather, in the things that we're doing in our own life, jobs, uh, things that we're doing around the home, whatever, that we forget to look at the, for the needs in other people. It's not maybe necessarily that we're prideful, self-centered, self-centered or or greedy, but just ignorant of what's going on. So we've got to be intentional in life uh, to look for those needs around us. Um, Along with that, the busyness of life, you know, jobs, kids, hobbies, church, even church, right. Can, can keep us busy sports. And I mean the myriad of things that we do on a day to day, week to week basis, can draw us away from our spouse and can draw us away from seeing the needs that our spouse may have. Uh, And then obviously, if we can't see the needs, we're not going to reach out to try to meet them. So that's a big one, busyness. And then the last two here are more of us on a spiritual note, um, waywardness from Christ. If we're not close to God, if we've turned our back or strayed too too far to the right or left of the center line of our faith, we're not going to be sensitive to the needs of others. We're going to be very, probably very self-centered and egocentric. And so the closer we get to God, the more tender our hearts are going to become towards people and towards need. And the more we're going to recognize those needs and the more we're going to be motivated to meet those needs, because the more we're going to, the more we draw closer, we draw to Christ, the more we're going to be like him. Uh, and then finally, um, a lack of knowledge of God's word. I, You know, I, I really believe there's a, a huge um, biblical illiteracy in the West now, in America, and a lot of people just don't know what God's word says. And if you don't know what God's word says, then how can you do what God's word says? And if you don't know the level of importance that God places on sacrificial service, or you've not read the stories enough to have them be a part of who you are, or you've not really sensed Christ's heart because you've not read Scripture enough or know it well enough, then, yeah, you're probably not going to be sensitive to these things. And so this is a short list, and you could probably add to it or take away from it, but these are the things that distract us from being sacrificial servants. Greed and self-centeredness and pride and lack of compassion, ignorance, uh, busyness, waywardness, And a lack of knowledge of God's word.
1: So how do we, we know about the distractions. We are aware of what is distracting us from being a servant to our spouse. So how do we combat these distractions? What can we do? So the first thing is just, we had talked about this a little bit earlier, but we need to be intentional about service. We need to be aware and and be intentional about seeing the needs and then doing what we can to meet those needs. And that you can even just do something small to begin with, you know, just something like, um, I don't know, opening the door for your spouse. Or um, if your spouse is putting away dishes in the dishwasher, just jump in and help them or say, Hey, I'll finish it. You go sit down. Just something small that you know would mean a lot to your spouse and would, would show them that you care and that you are doing this as a service to them. And then as you do those small things more and more, it becomes more and more a part of who you are and a part of your relationship. So just be intentional and start thinking of, of small ways that you can serve your spouse in a way that you know will have an impact on them. And then Also, look for, this kind of goes along with it, but just look for opportunities to serve your spouse. And that can even be asking them, what can I do to serve you? What can I do to help? You know, you might not know what could help your spouse in a certain situation. So don't be afraid to ask, you know, if you you can just say, what could I do to help you today? Or how could I serve you today that would would really make a difference? And, um, you know, give them an opportunity to share with you what would really help them at that moment. And then another big thing that, that goes into a lot of what we talked about before is um, we need to slow down. You know, our lives are so busy today. I don't talk to anybody who does not say, I'm so busy. You know, even retired people, you kind of think when you're retired, you you know, a lot of people have this idea you don't have anything to do, but every retired person I talk to says we're so busy still there's so many things to do and it's true and and if we're serving God all of our lives that will be true we, you know we never stop working and serving the lord and meeting the needs of those around us but so all of us have to slow down and build margin into our lives we need to have time on our calendar i think they call it white space you know in your calendar where there's spaces of white that things aren't written in that you have to do that day we need to have space in our lives, to just be, to have that time to serve, to have that time to talk to our spouse. If we are constantly running and doing all the time, we will miss so many opportunities to serve our spouse and to really build into their lives and build them up and encourage them. So we have to slow down and and it's going to look different for every couple that that slowing down, that building margin, is going to be different for every relationship. So, you know, it's, be so helpful for you and your spouse to sit down together and say, all right, let's look at our responsibilities. Let's look at our calendar and let's decide together what can we say no to, even if it's a good thing, what can we get rid of so that we have time to think and serve our spouses in the way that we want to.
0: And I think one of the things that Beth just said is so key, you know, oftentimes we don't say no to some things because we say, well, it's a good thing. But, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, there's an infinite number of good things in the world, and you can't do all good things. And so sometimes you even have to say no to good things. Uh, And sometimes, folks, let me share something with you here. Sometimes you have to say no to church things. You know, you, you want to be serving in your church, but you can't be on every committee. You can't be at every event. You can't do everything. And sometimes you just have to say, you know, I can't do those things. Uh, because number one, they're going to take away from my other ministries. And number two, I just don't have time.
1: Yeah, because even Christ took time away to be with himself, with the Father, to be by himself with his disciples, you know, which was pretty much his family. He took time away from his ministry to recharge, to refresh, to build into the lives of those that were closest to him. And we need to do the same thing. And uh, the final way, and you know, one of the most important ways that we can combat these distractions is to get closer to God. As Mark said earlier, when we, when we draw close to Christ, the result is that we're going to be more like Christ. So if we want to be more self-sacrificial with our spouse and have a servant's heart with them, we need to become more like Christ. So we need to be in the Bible and, you know, I'll, say, it can't just be hearing it on Sundays. I mean, that's great to go to church and to hear a sermon, but you can't just have the word of God put into you for 20 minutes, one time a week, and expect to have that change you continually throughout the week and change your heart. You need to be, have your own personal time in God's word every day if possible so that he can be speaking his truth into your heart and you can be hearing his voice and being molded into the image of Jesus.
0: That's right. And you all have heard me probably say this before, but this is what I call triangle faith. It's we've got to be in God's word, number one. Number two, we've got to be in prayer. And number three, we've got to be in fellowship with his people, the church. So if we're not in God's word consistently, if we're not praying to God consistently, and we're not in the people of God, in the church community, in our fellowship communities, uh, being mentored by, challenged by, and held accountable by the people of God, then we are going to fall away from God. And if we fall away from God, we're going to fall away from our ability to be sacrificial servants. So,
1: so what are the benefits of a self-sacrificial lifestyle? Well, obviously, you become more like Christ. If Christ was the ultimate servant and self-sacrificial servant person, I mean, there was nobody that ever lived that was as self-sacrificial as he was in every way. So if we are living this out in our life, we're going to become more like Christ. And that is, I know for me, that is my goal. I want in my life to be more like Christ, more and more. And so I want to do the things that that help me to become more like Him, and that help me um, see who He was, and change the things in me that need to be changed so that I can become more like him. So when I serve my spouse and serve others, that's going to be the result. We become more like Christ.
0: And so as we become more like Christ and we're living that out in our lives, we're going to build trust and intimacy with our spouse, um, which we've talked about, you know, those are two of the things that we talk about in our Think Marriage Think acronym. And if we, you know, all these things kind of play together. We said that in the beginning, there's a There's a lot of overlap here. And this is one of those places of overlap. As we are self-sacrificial with our spouse, there's going to be more trust and there's going to be more intimacy. And there's going to be more of a team environment within the family and within the relationship. As you start to share duties, you start to sacrifice for one another. And this is a two-way street. The wife sacrifices for the husband, the husband sacrifices for the wife. Not only is that going to build that team effort among the couple. Hey, we're in this thing together. But as the children see that team effort, they're going to start to want to emulate that and they're going to become a part of the team as well. And so Mm -hmm. it just inculcates in the family, this real uh, team cooperative uh, dynamic.
1: Yep, absolutely. You know, because what we do has an impact on others and what we do as a married couple has such an impact on our children. And this can be grown children too. You know, as your, if your children are grown and out of the home, still, if they see you building this into your marriage, that's going to affect them in their marriage. That's going to affect them with their children. It's going to have a positive ripple effect on the people that you are close to.
0: Yeah. And, and think about, we talked about pride uh, earlier when you, create in yourself this, this um, habit, if you will, of sacrificial service, you're going to combat pride and you're going to encourage and enhance humility in your life. It's just going to happen. It's going to be a byproduct of a life that's given to service uh, into, this, into service for others. Uh, you know, we, we build habits by doing things. And if, we're, if we create the habit, of sacrificial service in our lives, then we're going to become more servants, right? We're going to become better servants, and as we become better servants, we're going to start to see ourselves in that from that perspective, and that's going to decrease pride, increase humility. So that's a great byproduct and benefit of self-sacrificial lifestyle. Um, it's going to promote an outwardly focused lifestyle. We're going to stop looking at ourselves and start looking now more at what. Is out there around us. What's going on in the world around us? We're not going to be living in a bubble, but we're going to see the world as it truly is. And as we see the world as it truly is, we're going to see need and we're going to be able to do more sacrificial sacrificial service. So everything kind of plays into everything else. Your heart also is going to become more tender towards your spouse and towards others as you sacrifice for them. Um, as you just let the barriers down, let the gates down. And step out in faith and step out in humility, step out in service, you're gonna to start to see your perspective change towards your spouse and toward other people uh, as you serve other people as well. And uh, because we get to know them, we create a greater, deeper, more abiding relationship with people that we're serving. And as we get to know people better, we become more tender towards them. It's easy to caricaturize people when, uh, when we don't spend time with them. But when we spend time with people, we get to realize hey, they're a real person with real needs, real suffering, real joys, and it's going to create that tenderness.
1: And it really does, um, that lifestyle of of being tender towards others and um, letting down your pride, serving others, it really builds our character. Because especially in situations maybe where It's hard for you to serve your spouse because of ways that they have hurt you or because of things in your past or maybe unresolved issues or, um, you know, just the difficulties in your marriage. But when you entrust yourself to God and you commit to obey him and obey what he has commanded and you're going to put your hope and your faith and your trust in him that builds your character because you are saying lord i don't know how this is work how this is going to work it's really hard for me but i'm going to choose to trust and obey you even when it's hard and he is going to use that to build our character to build our faith to help us to persevere and he will bring fruit from that and it might be a while uh in his timing he's going to work all things out but it helps us to become more and more like him, and and our spouses will see that. They will see our service towards them, and it's not because we're doing it in a way that says, hey, look at me. Look what I'm doing for you, because that's when that pride creeps in, but when we're doing it, as the Bible says, we should do all things as unto the Lord, so when we are serving our spouse as unto the Lord, then our spouse sees that we don't have to say a word even to our spouse about it. But they will see our faith and see our obedience to the Lord, and that will have an impact on who they are, and it will so build who we are inside and and how much we are like Christ.
0: Absolutely. And so the final thing that I would say is that it builds character. As we um, um, live a self-sacrificial lifestyle, we become more like Christ, and our character is enhanced in all the different ways not just in humility, not just in the lack of pride, not just in an outwardly focused lifestyle, but in every way, we become more like Christ. And as we become more like Christ, we build our Christian character. And so folks, there's so many benefits for us living a self-sacrificial lifestyle, not to mention all the benefits for other people. And so I can't stress enough how living a self-sacrificial lifestyle uh, towards our our spouse, and towards all people really, builds within us that which uh, will create Christ-likeness in us. And it's such a beautiful picture, and it's going to enhance our marriage. It's going to make our marriages so much better, uh, and we're going to feel so much more tenderness and love towards our spouse. I mean, the benefits just are endless.
1: So, you know, I would, we would challenge you, you know, this coming week to, to pick one, even if you just want to start with one thing, try to think of one way that you could serve your spouse. Maybe you know that it's really hard for them to get this one job done at home, you know, after they get home from work or after they're with the kids all day or something's really hard for them. Choose one thing that you could do for them. You don't even have to make a big deal about it. You don't even have to tell them you're doing it. You could even just do it. But pick one way that you could say, you know what, this would really say a lot to my spouse. This would really be a great service to them and do it. And then the next week, do that. But definitely this week, be aware of ways that you can serve your spouse and then do it. Don't be afraid of what your spouse is going to say or or what's going to happen or just let down your pride. Let down your guard. Allow the Lord to work through you to serve your spouse.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's great advice. And let's do that. Find that thing, write it down, write it down and commit to doing it and let your spouse see that you are a sacrificial servant sold out to God, sold out to Christ to do his work and to become more like him. Well, folks, that's our show for today. We've got to wrap it up here. And uh, But I hope that you'll join us next week as we continue uh, in and finish up the N in our THINK Marriage, THINK acronym, as we drive towards the end of this THINK Marriage uh uh, paradigm, and I hope you'll be a part of that. I hope you'll continue to, uh, to dr- come to our shows, to, to listen to us either live or in our recorded version. We're going to be here next week. We hope you'll be here with us, and God bless and have a great week. Mm-hmm. Inquiry for today, and is hosted by Beth and Mark Tinsley. Weekly episodes present marriage-related topics using a combination of radio broadcast and audio podcast. Beth and Mark realize that they are an imperfect couple in an imperfect marriage in an imperfect world. However, they firmly believe that they serve a perfect God, and they want to share with you some of the life lessons and wisdom that He has shown if you'd like to learn more about Think Marriage, go to www.inquiryfortoday.com forward slash Think Marriage. That's www.inquiry, the number four, today.com forward slash Think We hope you enjoy today's episode.